Welcome to Being On Stage, the only podcast that gives you motivation, inspiration, and confidence to be better on stage. No matter how you entertain, sing, dance, band, comedian, public speaking, MC, drag, burlesque, performance art, or street performer, this is the show for you. Hey rock stars, Reggie Dawson here, your host of the Being On Stage podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Listen, can I just can I just talk to you about confidence for a minute? You know, confidence is such a powerful thing and as performers there's just sometimes there's just not enough confidence going on and i know i listen i know what happens you know uh you get on stage maybe the audience doesn't react the way you want uh maybe you're ner- too nervous to get on to even to even step on stage you know um maybe something's happened you've had a bad experience maybe you maybe you get on stage and everything's perfectly fine but it's just not quite there it's not quite what you want and you know i think a lot of people confuse confidence with ego and you know there is such a thing as being overconfident and there you know there is a borderline between confident and cocky and it's all in how you it's all in how you do it though it's like it's all in how you behave that's the biggest difference between confidence and cocky, you know, is, is, you know, it's okay to know what you can do. It's okay to, you know, be confident and believe in yourself. It's okay to believe that you have a right to be on that stage because I'm, I'll tell you, you deserve to be up there. You have talent. You're good at what you do. You're going to keep growing. That's for sure. Yeah. You're going to keep growing. You deserve this and you have to believe that too. And I think that's where that's where the confidence comes in is believing that you deserve to be on that stage. Now, when it becomes cockiness or overconfidence is when you start treating other people like they don't. And it's when you start acting like you're entitled to some sort of um, extra pay. It could be, I mean, it could be pay. It could be extra attention. Uh, I was that person. Um, I I crossed that threshold between confidence and cockiness a couple of times, actually. Uh, so listen, I'm I'm not perfect, and everybody does it at, at some point. It's it feels good, you know. You're confident. You realize it's confidence is when you realize that you deserve this, and when you realize that you've earned this, and when you realize that you actually might have something. That's when you start to develop confidence and. Listen, if you're not there that there yet, I'm getting tongue tied when I get going. If you're not there yet, keep working at it because confident. Where do, where do you think confidence comes from? It doesn't just automatically appear inside you. No, 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 my friend. I too had stage fright. I was seven years old, standing in front of an audience of about a hundred and fifty, and I absolutely froze. I resorted to performing behind the stage as a puppeteer where no one could see me. Did that from 12 on. My first time on stage again where people could see me was when I was 18 years old. 18. From 7. And I've always been a performer. I'm, you know, that that person that's, you know, funny and their friends, people gravitate towards. I've always been that person. I've had it in me. I've known that it's there. But to let it out again after like 11 years. And I know, listen, I know there are people that go 50 years before they step on stage. Because of that fear, that lack of confidence, that lack of belief 
that you can, in fact, do this and you do, in fact, deserve it. Why are we so down on ourselves? Why can't we be confident? And it's here's one. You got to. OK, <laughs> I'm going to hop up on a soapbox for a minute. So prepare yourself. I do blame the media. OK, I'm thankful for the shows like The Voice where, you know, they select people based on their their sound rather than how they look. And I'm thankful for shows like America's Got Talent. American Idol, mm, not so much. Never really been a fan. Um, you're just picking up pop icons that are going to eventually write other people's music. I did watch the first season, and you know, kudos to Kelly Clarkson. She always wrote her own music. I think eventually she had some help, but she always, you know, was a part of writing her own music. And, but I don't know the the whole American Idol thing. I, it's just not my thing. But anyways, I one I just singing's great but i like more of a variety i like people that can perform um that's why i like america's got talent that's my favorite one of those but i i respect these shows but on the other hand as things progress and as they keep looking for better and better and better the rest of us down here on the ground the rest of us they're not up in that you know that area of get being picked for a national tv show it makes us doubt ourselves because you see how great those people are but listen there's a long way before they got there I mean, yeah, I know you see these kids and they're just instantly talented, but you don't know who those kids' parents are. You don't know what their parents does do for a living. They could be music teachers. This kid could have started being taught music since they were, you know, two years old. And now they're 12, winning a national competition. I mean, that's 10 years' experience. You know, a lot can happen in that 10 years. And that's, that's where that confidence starts to grow is the 10 years ago. When you start putting in the work and you start getting your feet wet and you start gaining a little ground, that's when you gain the confidence. So don't don't shy away from getting on stage because you don't believe you can do this or you can't live up to American Idol or you know someone else in your town is better than you. You can't shy away from it because how do you think they got there? They certainly didn't sit on the couch and watch television. They jumped. And eventually, you're just going to have to close your eyes and jump. Because this thing, this thing you have inside you, you're not going to be able to, to leave it. Like, it's not going to disappear. That need to be on stage, that need to follow your passion and follow your dreams, that ain't going anywhere. You're going to have to do something about it. For starters, you know... You could get some personalized help, personal plan, plan out what you want to do and, you know, figure out how you can gain that confidence. I can help jump on my calendar. You can, uh, that's what other people do. They jump on my calendar and we chat for 30 minutes ish usually goes over. Uh, and they have a plan. They're ready to go. That's that they're, they're, they're off now, whether or not you do that, that's up to you, but hop on, you know, beingonstage.com slash calendar. It's up. It's ready to go. Just pick a date and time. I'll call you. That's, that's how, that's how you get help. It's that simple. You take one step and you put it, or you take one foot and you put it in front of another. Let me help you take that step. Or you know what? Take a couple of steps yourself and then let's chat and see, talk about how it went. Either way, I'm cool, <laughs> but you got to take that step. You got and listen, this isn't just for people that are, you know, new or never been on stage before. This can happen at any stage of your career, at any moment. 
your confidence level could just drop or just not be there. Or maybe you're just not confident enough to take the next step. And listen, I've been that person. I've been that person that I wasn't really confident enough to take the next step, but I was a cocky you-know-what. I mean, I was cocky. I thought everybody owed me something. And I've told you this story before, but I'll repeat it. It's kind of, oh, it's embarrassing. It's not really a story. It's more of a statement. Um, I was that guy, that performer, that when I would walk into a venue, I would head straight to the bar. And I would say hi to the bartender, and I would say hi to the owner of the establishment, and I would say hi to like the, the show director. And then I would just like grab my drink and do this whole like elbows on the bar but facing out into the club. And I would just wait. I would just sit there and wait for people to come say hi to me. It was like a, it was like a hi almost. It's, like it's crazy to say. Like I would just have a beer, and I would just sit there and just kind of like, yep, Reggie's here. You may approach. That was who I was. Like that, I was that guy. And let me tell you, it doesn't. It doesn't fill any voids. It doesn't. Doesn't get you anywhere. People actually eventually are going to stop coming up to you because they realize how disgusting that is, and you're still going to be sitting there sipping on a drink. Except now, you're going to look like the guy that just sits at a bar and stares out into the club and doesn't know anybody. Because that's that's where I became. Like if I go there now, I could do that from like 9 p.m. till 2 a.m. And like no one will talk to me because <laughs> I was that guy. I mean now – I mean it's been a while since I've been out. You know, I'm kind of removed from that situ- situation and that lifestyle. But still, the, the point remains. The fact remains. That still happened. And that's when you cross that line between confidence and cockiness. And the truth is, in that moment of my my life and my career, I was stagnant because I didn't believe that I could do any better. I believed that this was it. And that's a dangerous belief. That's a dangerous thought process to believe that this is as good as it gets and this is as far as I'm going to go and this is, my, this is the height of my career. That's a dangerous thought because at that moment, you've already decided that there's nowhere to go but down. Yeah, I said it. At that moment, when you think that that's the height of your career, you've made the decision that you are now going to start going down into that downward spiral until you eventually retire. Or, you know, or you just, or, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't, we never truly retire. We may change our focus. We may change our field. We may back off for a while and go at it later on, but we never truly retire. Sometimes we start a podcast and help other performers do what they love to do and follow their dreams and avoid the mistakes that you made. But hey, who's judging? You're not judging me, right? I'm not judging you. We're all here together trying to make our dreams happen, right? <laughs> but listen, that that thought process when you've when you made that decision that you're going to you're going to start failing and you're going to start that downward spiral, you got to avoid that. You you that's a belief thing too. You got to believe that there's always going to be more. There's always more work to do. There's always more opportunities that are going to come your way and you have to even after you've been doing it for a while and you think this is the height of your career, you have to still believe there's more. Because then you're going to just stop and you got to keep progressing. You have to keep progressing. It's a part of you. It's in you. You may have some difficult decisions ahead of you that you need to face, but 
you got to face them. That's it. Boom. Yes, you're going to have failures. Yes, you're going to fall on your face. Yes, you're going to have nights where people don't like you. Um, people already don't like you. You're just going to have to get over that. You got this. You're a rock star. That's why you clicked on this podcast. And I'm here for you. Hit me up, Reggie, at beingonstage.com. I'll chat. I don't know. Email. I'll call you. I mean, technically, I could also text you. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to wrap this bad boy up and uh, leave it like this. Keep on shining.